Poker Show tonight. It's Poker Million final wrap-up. It was live and there was a million dollars at stake. Gus Hansen, Patrick Antonius, James Board, Barney Bowman, Tony Bloom, and more took to the table. And the winner was We Talk to Them All. Welcome to the Poker Show. Here's some highlights from tonight's show. Normally in a tournament like this, there would be maybe 700 for first or 300 for second. Now it's a $400,000 swing. Here it's just a cool cash million. Obviously, as is often the case, it was all down to one big hand, really. I would say uh, it's a normal hand yeah, happened, and, uh, and unfortunately I didn't have any outs on a flop. The hands I was afraid of was like the ace ten suited. And uh, you'd never really think it's going to be used, but uh, I've only had a week to think about it, which is. Uh, Graham, is it? Is it Graham? The internet caller? Gary. Gary, sorry. Oh, it was great. I've, I've had a great evening, to be honest. Still, that's a pretty big call, even in the life of Gus, right? That is a big call. Well, it was a combination of things. Uh, I got food poisoning. My, 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 my debit card was eaten by a by an ATM machine, but I got a phone call to tell me that my, my other credit card had been cloned by the Russian Mafia. A little bit of luck, but uh, I think I, I made some good decisions when I decided to go. Surprisingly all right, I don't think I did much wrong. And I'm still fucking <laughs> Start tight, go mad, get lucky. Although it is pretty weird when you're, you're making a decision and Gus Hansen's staring you down. <laughs> I was given 24 hours of DVDs to watch, and I've done about... I've done about six to eight hours. Yeah, it's been a, a great experience. Um, just to, just to play in this in the Poker Millions this year was amazing. I would say uh, it's a normal hand yeah, happened, and uh, and unfortunately I didn't have any outs on a flop. Always the highlight on my poker calendar, that Poker Million final. Nine years now, and still a unique event uh, as far as poker is concerned, with live on TV, the whole cards revealed, playing for a million dollars. And this year, the, the lineup was stratospheric, can you say? Yes, you can say stratospheric. You can say uh, unreal. You can say amazing. Can you say Gus Hansen, Patrick Antonius, Howard Letterer, James Board, Barney Boatman, the Lizard, Tony Bloom, uh, plus a couple internet qualifiers. Uh, great, great stuff. And as usual, it was just a fantastic evening. Um, you know, I sometimes, why don't more people watch this? Why aren't more people excited about it? Uh, because this, to me, is really the way poker should be played. There is just something about, the, I, I think all poker events should be live on TV with whole cards revealed. It, we just need to sort this out. Um, anyway, uh, certainly a great night, and we were there with our recorders. Uh, plenty of stuff. The guys came in, uh, showed up in London, and listen, it was a million-dollar winner-take-all. They changed it slightly this year with really nothing for a second. You know, everyone got their $90,000 for winning their heat, only 90000 But then that million-dollar winner-take-all over five hours uh, live on TV. And uh, listen, it was, it was awesome. 
Uh, it was a lot of pressure. Uh, you could you could see the nerves on some of those guys, and some of them, people didn't have any nerves. Anyway, uh, it'd be, be a great show here because uh, I was up in the box before the event. I got to talk to a few of the players, got their thoughts. Then Beju Patel from Matchroom, he was catching people as they got knocked out. Then after, we got a, a talk with the winner and just all the, the atmosphere surrounding it. So a lot of good stuff. Uh, if you didn't watch the show, I'm going to explain to you, you know, pretty much what happened. It was, uh, and 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 you know what was great about it? Uh, the the best player on the day won, and you can't always say that about poker. And you know what? That's not the reason always to watch. But that's what happened. There was some great play, uh, including probably well. One of the greatest calls I've ever seen. You know, you can say that. You can say that because the call at the end uh, with a million dollars on the line, you're going to find out about it. Anyway, uh, we're going to get into it. So stay tuned and we will be right back. Hi, I'm Roland DeWolf, Triple Crown winner. And this is The Poker Show with Mickey Dane. I mean, Jesse May. Hey, Jesse, it's Kim Lansing here. If you don't have a Party Poker account, sign up today using the bonus code POKERSHOW and we'll match your first deposit up to $500. That's $400 more than normal, but you have to use the bonus code POKERSHOW. Already got a Party Poker account? We've got something for you, too. An exclusive reload bonus. Redeposit using the bonus code POKERSHOW50 and we'll match your deposit up to $50. The Poker Million final took place last Friday night. And I arrived over to the Sky Studios around 4 o'clock. It was 7 o'clock kickoff. Now, it was eight-handed game. Uh, six of the players won their heats. That was uh, Howard Lederer, Tony Bloom, uh, Patrick Antonius, Gus Hansen, Barney Boatman, and James Board. Seth Weber, who was a qualifier, had come through the runners-up, Pete. He finished uh, second to James Board. And then there was one parachute qualifier. Fantastic promotion, really, uh, from Full Tilt. Guy who, who won a free roll online, basically, to sit down at this <laughs> winner-take-all million-dollar table. That was Gary Pernatek. Uh, he was the first guy I walked into, uh, you know, in, in the when I came into the studio and uh, it was the first time I met him seemed like a guy he's from uh, Birmingham and you know he was very excited a little nervous I think as you would be and this is a guy who plays MTTs and SNGs uh, full-time uh, online and you know won this great uh, chance so I, I talked with him Gary Pennicut, uh, how long have you known that you're in that you're in this Poker Million final? It was like hours before, right now. Yeah, it was um, a week last Wednesday, so just over a week. So, uh, how many uh, runners were in this this winner take all thing? Uh, Two hundred and fifty three. Wow. Uh, it was like an FPP thing. Yeah, that's all. Five thousand points in one package, and uh, as, as I mentioned to you, I've come second before, which is absolutely gutting because you invariably play oh, several it's ridiculous. hours. Ridiculous. Yeah. So, uh, I'd also won a package to the main event a couple of years back, which again. Was a winner take all, so I've come on the right side of one, wrong side of two, and now the right side of one. So I sort of know both sides of it. Now. It's pretty insane. Was it tense there at the final table of this but, one? I mean, yeah, the final table. I, mean, I was quite fortunate when he got heads up, and I think I, I probably got the, the, the better cards, and I sort of took over there once he got heads up. But when he, when he was down to about seven players, it was a case of shovel fold. But I've got to come out the right side. I've just now, how aware were you of, of the poker million of what you were playing for? Actually, the scene. Oh, I'd, I'd, I'd watched every, yeah. every episode, so I've, I've, I've heard you mention. And, you know, there's an internet qualifier will be there, and uh, you'd never really think it's going to be used. But uh, I've only had a week to think about it, which is good. Otherwise, you'd be uh, thinking about.
about it constantly. <laughs> now you're uh, are you from Blackpool or Manchester? Uh, that Birmingham. Area? Birmingham. Yeah. So you know, you on the poker scene there a little bit or mostly online? Mostly like? online. I do play occasionally live, but uh, but not that much really. No. And uh, are you more an MTT player or an S? You know, um, a little bit of both. Yeah, I don't play a lot of cash, so it tends to be tournaments of one one form or another. Yeah. Have you watched? You watched all the heats? So I have. Yeah. What, yeah. what did you What did you think of the the guys who got through? Pretty uh, good play, right? Well, obviously I watched I watched them all, but you you watch it a little bit more intensely when you know you're going to be there. So right. I watched the, the very last runners up that Seth won, and he, he did tremendously well to get. Do you through. know him online because he plays quite a bit on full tilt? I, I, I don't know actually. I don't know what his what his name is on there. So yeah. I might do without knowing. I do. If you know what I mean? I had a brief chat with him yesterday, but I, I didn't ask him that actually. But I mean, his performance can give you a bit of hope because he just he just went in there and played, and I'm, I'm sure you would have made the same yeah. a lot of the same stuff. I mean, he, look, he looked really really comfortable to be honest. So I'm, I'm expecting to be a little bit tense the first five or ten minutes, but I'm hoping that to settle down sooner rather than later. You know. Do you have any sort of strategy? I mean, if because it's winner take all, do you think there's people going to be gambling early, or is it? Not I don't like know. That? I'll try, yeah. try and work that out as soon as I can. Because obviously that make, make me adjust to how I play as well. But I mean, I'm not expecting people to perhaps play the opposite way to what will everybody be predicting. So of course it could be either really. So okay, no, the, the, the guys aren't listening. Tell me if you had a dream seat draw, who would be on your left and who would be on your right? I don't, oh dear. Um, I, I've thought about it a lot, but obviously the more aggressive players, you, you, you perhaps don't really want them attacking you so much. So maybe if all the, the, the bigger names like Gus and Patrick directly to my right because uh, they might be eating my blinds up a little bit quicker right. than I'd like. So, but to be honest, it's, it's eight handy, so you're going to cross with people quick. anyway. Yeah. You know, so we'll, we'll see how that works out. And a million dollar score is, is it worth thinking about? Is it? Amazing, think about it? it a little bit. Yeah, you can't help but think about it a little bit. But uh, you know, t- t- it's, it's a total free shot at the end of the day. It's cost me nothing to get in, yeah. so I'm going to go for it. You know, really, it is the ultimate free roll. I know. Yeah, it's yeah. unbelievable. All right, good yeah. luck, Gary. Okay, Great. thanks, Jason. Thanks, Everyone was sort of sitting in this green room area, the gallery, where all the, the players were going to come later. Barney Boatman was there. He walked in. Uh, love Barney. And, you know, I have to say, Barney's a guy I was, I was really pulling for simply because Barney deserves it. He's been at this game so long, has had some great results, but never that big score. And, you know, listen. There are plenty of guys who uh, you deserve a big score every once in a while. Barney just hasn't run good at the right times, and uh, I think he was really pumped for this. Uh, so here's 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 Barney, and it was a big it was a big moment for him. You know, of course, Joe Beavers won the Poker Million a couple of years ago, and uh, Barney's played it a bunch of years, as has Ross's brother. So uh, I was excited to see how how Barney was feeling. Barney, what was your what was your 24 hour preparation for this final? Anything anything special? My 24 hour preparation for this, uh, I, I played a lot of rough paper on full tilt to get to get the gamble out of me. Um, I don't suppose that worked. Um, I've tried that. 24 hours of rough poker. That's about. I've done that. That's about. A, that's about eight years worth of a hand. That was rough. I actually two tabled about 12 hours of rush poker, and I said at the end of it, I don't think I ever need to play poker again for the rest of my life. No, I mean, uh, it was kind of. Well, I've taken it pretty easy because I, I had a. I had a fairly sort of rough journey home from from Spain a couple of days ago. Oh, with the weather. Well, it was a combination of things. Uh, I got food poisoning. My my, my my debit card was eaten by a, 
by an ATM machine, but I got a phone call to tell me that my, my other credit card had been cloned by the Russian mafia. Uh, I did all my money for three hours in the casino, and then the uh, then I was I was 15 hours in the airport. Oh, so every omen is working in your favour. Exactly. Here. Yeah, I got it all out of the way. So, uh, so I got home a bit knackered, and uh, so I've just been kind of recharging my batteries in the last 24 hours, really. Um, any? Um, have you done any homework on this? Have you watched any of the other heats besides your own? No. <coughs> uh, I once, only once, I tried to do my homework on something I was going to play in, uh, and I. Uh, when I was going to play Roland DeWolf because I played him a lot in in, um, in MCTs but never on the one table and I had him in uh well, this the, is when he had the three eights. I had him in the it? poker million. No, he didn't have fret, but, but um, basically, I, I watched him do the same thing over and over again in loads of episodes of, uh, of that um, Premiership thing. I watched yeah. him do the same thing over and over again, where he uh, where he called, you know, he defended his blind and let out with no hand, basically. Yeah. He did, you know, I must have seen him do it 20 times. So I thought, if I raise, and I think I've got the best hand, and he defends his blind and leads out. I'm just going to set him in because, like, you know. So uh, anyway, I, d- I did it, and, the, and it just so happened on that occasion that the, uh, you know, the, the uh, flop had smashed him in the face. <laughs> so and I never would have made the play if I hadn't done my homework. So, so you've been cured. So I've been cured of that. Yeah, I, I, I always knew there was a good reason why hard work didn't pay. And, uh, uh, no, I mean, I, I did watch mine. In fact, I watched it. For the first time properly a couple of days ago. And, uh, quite enjoyed seeing myself win. Yeah, it was quite nice. It was good, good mental preparation, I suppose. Have you talked to Ross? What was the last thing he said to you before? Uh, you know, any, 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 just uh, take it down, buddy, or you know. Uh, the last thing he said to me was, uh, uh, "Yes, it's a good idea to get walkie-talkie for Buster's birthday, but I think he's already got one. He'll have to figure out." Because I was trying to get my nephew's um, birthday present today because it's a, it's his birthday. Tomorrow, so uh, good to hear you're keeping it all in perspective. <laughs> <laughs> but they are okay, coming up, both my brothers are coming up actually. Oh, great! Uh, so that'd be nice. Oh, excellent! All right, that'd be fun. All right, Barney, listen, best of luck. Cheers. Cheers. Barney also told me now, you know, Barney is the kind of guy, and I said this in a, a preview that I wrote, that always pulls these very unorthodox moves. Uh, at one time or another, he's played so many of these heats. And he's always liable to do something really kind of weird or crazy. But he confided to me a little bit later, we were walking down the hallway to the studio, that he had a three-point plan that was going to get him through this final table. Yeah, You've got a three-point strategy. Right. If, if it works, I'm going to change it into I'm a T-shirt. On a T-shirt, yeah. Like a Frankie Says type T-shirt. It's not raise, call, own, is it? No, no, no. no, no. It's, it's start tight, go mad, get lucky. That's it. In that order. And, you know, there really isn't much more to it than that. Play tight, go mad, get lucky. Because players starting with 300,000 in chips, blinds 3 and 6,000. And with live TV, you can't get that many hands in, uh, you, you know, although they were playing 21 hands a level. You know, listen, you got to sit there. You got to be there when the blinds get big. You got to make some crazy plays. Just start shoving it around. And then you're going to have to win some races. So Barney knew that. Other guy, and he came a little bit late. You know, I think he was stuck in traffic. Tony Bloom. Now, Tony Bloom is a guy who 
he is one of the best gamblers in the world. That's not just poker. That's all over uh, sort of the larger profession of risking money at your judgment. But he used to play a lot of poker. These days he doesn't play too much because he's a massive sports better. He owns a football club, that sort of thing. But for the for a guy who has played as little poker as Tony or doesn't play, plays as sporadically, his results are off the chart. And this, his third Poker Million final table, he was at the first one on the Isle of Man, the second one when Jimmy White won, and, and, and now here again. Last year he made the semifinals, so he's just a guy that just knows how to close the deal. However, uh, a lot of people think, you know, the game's gotten very technical, especially this particular format, and uh, was he going to be at a disadvantage, especially with the winner-take-all format, which usually, um, you know, Tony's the kind of guy who doesn't care. Uh, the, prep, the money's no pressure to him anyway. So uh, I saw Tony in the makeup chair. Tony, let me have a little quote from my podcast. Have you done your homework at all on this one? Because usually you're good at doing your homework. Yeah, I've been so busy. I have watched a few hours, but I was given 24 hours of DVDs to watch, and I've done about I've done about six to eight hours. I've, That's I've probably more than the rest. Yeah. No, I reckon most have done. Yeah. I reckon uh, maybe not the new kid because the new kid's only got three days. Yeah. I'd imagine Seth Weber would have watched everything, as a guess. Barney, I would imagine, would have watched everything. Um, Gus and Patrick probably not. Um, At the end of the day, it doesn't matter. You, you've, I mean, you've, yeah, I know, you've been in these situations no, before. No, but it's good because I haven't played much. Even the people I have played against, it hasn't been for four or five years. Barney. Yeah. Um, so I've done a little bit, but uh, long, four hours at a time. <laughs> it's long. It's like it's watching a, the whole heat again. Yeah. Yeah. Thirty minutes will be. But I think I've got a bit of a. I think I know where I am with it. Apart from the new kid, he's got that advantage. <laughs> I played with him in music Birmingham a few weeks ago. He told me he made the final table, and then he ends up winning it and getting. What's the rules? Is he just a steady player? I've, I've absolutely no idea. I've never, the new kid is. Uh, I think he's a winning player. Yeah, he's definitely. He's made. But he's small stakes. Yeah, MTTs, MTTs. Yeah, which is still good, but it's a different thing. First on TV, yeah. Yeah. Now, I saw Gus Hansen, Howard Letter, Patrick Antonius in the, in the green room, but I didn't get the chance to talk to them. They, they look kind of, you know, relaxed but preoccupied. Howard actually was sleeping in the gallery. That's how much pressure he was under. But I wonder if Howard has sort of, you know, had a lot on his mind with this bill that might have been passing in the, in the United States Congress. Anyway, uh, Gus, Gus looked great. They came in, in the gallery and, uh, there was professional wrestling uh, on the uh, on the big screen TV, and Gus was joking around with that, and Patrick was in there. Uh, but I didn't talk to him. I went upstairs, and uh, Neil Channing walked in. Uh, Neil doing the commentary with me. Now I had to ask Neil, you know, because he knows everything about the about the betting markets, of course, and uh, probably slightly even as, as much as he likes to do the commentary and see it live, slightly regretting as I was that he wasn't uh, able to be home on Betfair trading the markets because it is a great market to trade these these running markets um so i asked neil you know has he had any bets um hey, have you made any bets I put some, did you see anything you thought was interesting yeah i thought the the uh, graham is it is it graham the internet gary. gary sorry i thought that was a big price on that fair he was, was like it? 12s or something all right that's even fair um i left up to lose a thousand on every player to be knocked out first my prices yeah yeah um I was best priced seven out of the eight on wow. Betfair, and I hadn't matched anything at all when I left the house. Right. Uh, and I left up to lose 2,000 
on the win market on every player, and I was only best just, price one just, guy. Just, just to be clear, this is all money that you won from me at the World Series of Poker Main Event Final Table. Is that correct? I lost on that. I lost. There's no I way was, you lost. No, I was you destroyed me. Chong. What? I ended up with Joseph Chong. I ended up with Joseph Chong. I yeah. thought I was betting against you. No, well, you were probably. I mean, I was the main liquidity all yeah, the time. Yeah, you took all my money. Sorry about that. Nah, it's quite all right. I can't believe you ended up losing on it. I was getting a small <laughs> time advantage as well. I think. Uh, Maybe by 40 seconds or something like that. Not bad. So, and I still fucking lost money. <laughs> I was such a <laughs> No, I ended up going really with Joseph Chong. I did too. Um, I was so impressed. Yeah, I mean, I played with him before. I knew he was quite good. I'm the best now, and I smash it now. I've proved it already across European sides, across American sides. If you don't wind me up anymore, I'm sending everyone broke, and that's the problem. <laughs> Hi, it's Melanie Iglesias from the Royal Flesh Girls. You're listening to The Poker Show with Party Poker. Play started around 7 o'clock, and it was truly a great night. And I think the reason it was a great night is because even though it took a little while to lose the first player, uh, as it does, you know, uh, they went out regularly after that. So you didn't get to a situation that you have in a lot of these Poker Million finals where there's, you know, four guys or even five guys left, and no one has more than 10 big blinds. And at that stage, it's pretty much a tie. Uh, This wasn't. Uh, This Poker Million... You know, even though the, the guy who won and a couple guys got unlucky, you cannot say it was a tie. Uh, the winner was, was a guy who basically played every hand to perfection, and, and, it, and it showed. Um, so so it, was, it was a great night. Some of the best hands. Now, um, I'm not going to go through them all, but, but early on um, there, was a, there was a great hand where Howard Lederer uh, made a raise from early position with the two fours. Gary Pernatek. Uh, called, I think from the cutoff, uh, one off the button, or maybe even on the button with two nines, and then uh, James Board in the big blind put a squeeze play on with uh, the queen six, and it was it was a great squeeze play. Now it was and it was the it was it looked like it could be a squeeze play, so it was very fragile. Didn't know what Howard was going to do. Howard ended up calling, which was very unorthodox, and then Gary folded. James. Uh, Pet the flop, and then and then Howard passed. So it was a big big move, and James Moore was playing very well. I know those kind of moves, but uh, first player out was Howard. We didn't get to talk to, and um, Beju Patel was downstairs. Beju, the you know Beju, the head, head of poker for Matchroom, and he was uh, in the green room watching the live hands update in the gallery. So he did all the exit interviews of people that got knocked out. So I had a little chat with Beju about what he thought of the night. Hello, hey Beju, Jesse here. How's it going? Yeah, not too bad yourself. Very good. So, uh, yeah. Poker Million final was uh, ended up being a great final, didn't it? Oh, it was absolutely fantastic. I mean, the lineup was first class. Um, it all went to plan. It was an absolutely fantastic final, and uh, Gus winning it. I mean, the guy is just uh, the guy just played really well. I mean, he knows how to put pressure on the other players. And a deserved winner, I think. Yeah, I mean, you know, you always have to say it's a deserved winner, obviously. But it seemed like Gus was, like, clear head and shoulders. And everyone agreed it. He just played better than everybody else. Yeah, I mean, he made the right decisions at the right time. And that's what you've got to do. I mean, million-dollar format, winner-take-all, sorry. You can't just sit back and uh, rest on your laurels. I mean, you need to make the decisions at the right time. And that's what he's done. And 
Now, what was you know, the scene he, he like? Right. What was the scene like in the green room? I mean, during the whole thing. I mean, were there were there that ace eight? Were people? Did you think he was going to call? Did people think he was going to call? Well, I mean, everyone was just like, "Oh, he can't call this. Surely not." You know, for a million dollars. I mean, what does he put Bloom on? He might think Bloom a pocket pair, maybe ace king, ace queen. But, I mean, he must have seen something. He must have seen the way Tony was playing. Because when he got three-handed, Tony really started to put the pressure on. Yeah. And, you know, he took board outs. And then, obviously, heads up was only two hands. But in the green room, it was just uh, rocking. I mean, everyone Who, who were the rowdy like, wow. guys? Was it was it James Board's friends? Was, like, Sam Trickett there and stuff like that? Yeah, Sam Trickett was there. Martin Zdenia. Obviously, James Aiken was there. He was doing the live analysis on the show. And then just a load of other friends. I mean, initially, he wanted to bring, like, 50 mates with him, James Ward, <laughs> to the studio. But, uh, you know, I had to restrict it. Uh, I mean, he only brought 10 in the end, but still, they made one hell of a noise. So, and, this uh, deal, now, did you, he was falling asleep, right, James Ward, at the end, right? He was actually it, falling asleep, right? <laughs> what was it up was, with it that? like he was. Because I mean, some, somebody told me that maybe it was because he had been to Arsenal's training ground or something like that, and had been up really early in the morning. Well, I heard, I didn't hear that, but if he did and he got up early, I mean, maybe he should have got a few more hours sleep in the morning. Yeah. I mean, you know, falling asleep at the final table, million dollars <laughs> on the line, live on TV. <laughs> I mean, the only, the only other time I saw it was on the big game when um, yeah. Feldman and uh, Channing fell asleep. Was... But to fall asleep at that moment in time, that, that probably cost him. Yeah, and I mean nothing against Board. Like he at, at one point, it looked like he was odds-on favorite. He was odds-on favorite to win, wasn't he? Oh, early doors. He got the chips in, didn't he? I mean, he nearly nearly had a million early early on, but then you know Gus Gus pegged him back, and then obviously Tony Bloom knocked him out when he just put pressure on him, and uh, maybe kindness did creep into James's game. So uh, maybe that's something we'll have to ask him. So you got everybody. Uh, you inter- got an interview with everyone as they got knocked off the final table. Uh, yeah, the only one, the only one was Howard. I didn't manage to get, but everyone else, yes, I did. Was Howard upset? I don't think he was upset. I mean, obviously being knocked out, I didn't. I don't know whether he was not in the mood to talk. I know I was, I was busy at the time with another thing. Right. Um, but still, whether if he did want to talk, I'm not too sure. But. Um, you know, getting knocked out of a million-dollar tournament, you're going to be upset because you want to win. Patrick's just seemed like... It, it, actually, that was one of the longest interviews that you got with Patrick that, that anybody's ever had with him. I mean, like, oh, two right. minutes is like him talking for a week. Patrick was, you know, Patrick was great. I mean, <laughs> he came he came out, I said, look, can I have a quick interview with you? And he was fine. I mean, obviously, that last hand, you know, really did kill him, basically. I mean, what hand? I mean, James flopping the straight, him flopping top pair. And uh, he was fine. And then obviously we had a chat about what he's going to do in the next few weeks and months. And it looks like he's going to have a bit of uh, relaxation. I think he's off to Mexico, he was saying, with a family. Yeah. And then um, he's just going to chill out, basically. I'll tell you the funny thing about the Poker Million is, you know, when no matter what happens during the tournament, everything, that live final, when you see the potential for that, you realize that poker has to be live on TV. I mean, that just that is the only way that that it's that it's really exciting. That it creates the drama, and yeah. it is the only live tournament final in the world. It's unique. I don't. I mean, I don't. Off the top of my head, I can't think of anywhere else that's so live poker. So it is unique. It causes drama, and people want to see it. People want to see what's going on there and then. 
and I think it created an absolutely fantastic final this year. Yeah, and I mean, okay, you know, the, the, the structure could be better. When I say structure, I mean, like, you know, personally, I think I, I, for a million dollars, I'd like to see these guys play for like 12, 14 hours. But there's just got to be a way to balance it out. You know, maybe it has to go over two nights or something like that. We'll always be thinking about stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, maybe over two days. I mean, even, I mean, obviously, you don't want it running late into the night. Viewing figures, is, you know, they are important. But maybe starting early and then coming in live at a later stage and then maybe showing a like some recaps, maybe some highlights when you go live, and then you go live into the show maybe three or four-handed. Maybe yeah. that's an idea. So, no, definitely. I mean, speaking to Eddie about it for next year, I mean, we've got ideas. We want to make it spectacular. It's going to be the 10th Poker Million. So it's kind of an anniversary, and uh, I know Eddie's got some great ideas for the show. So we'd have to speak to the sponsors, come up with some... Uh, ideas for them and let's see where we go from there at the end of the day i think the sponsors are gonna be happy because talk about unique i mean that gary uh uh pernatech uh, yeah. that was pretty unique too this guy has i mean that's a hell of a free roll he won you know and he only won it like one week before the final table all of a sudden he wins a tournament and has got a, got a shot for a million free roll it's pr- pretty pretty no, awesome there oh it's unbelievable and um i, I remember speaking to him and he he came on the Thursday before the final to do his interviews, and he he was buzzing. He was like, I can't believe, you know, I've come through a, a huge field, I, you know, because he came second in two two other qualifiers for late night poker online. Who and then wants when to he play won, late he, night he, poker? Yeah. No, exactly. So he said, Poker Million was the one I want to play, and I won it. And then he was thrilled just to be sitting there with the likes of Gus Hansen, Howard Lederer, you know, Barney. And the other guys, so um, he was he was thrilled. Yeah, I think it was good. I mean, I, I'm I'm worried. I'm I'm guessing the viewing figures weren't huge, and I, I'm not exactly sure why. I, I think maybe there's, you know, people for some reason just don't get into it as much. But you know, it's definitely worth it. And I think this this live idea is just you know, the Poker Million. The Poker Million's got history. It's still one of my favorite. Oh, yes, yeah, of course it is. I mean, it's such a prestigious tournament. It's one that people, the players, they want to win. You know, 2000, John Duffy, million pounds. That was the first live poker event on TV. And we've carried it through. And uh, the list of names that have won the tournament, I mean, you know, Joe Beavers, Marty Smith, um, obviously John Duffy, now Gus. Um, even it creates dreams. Tony Jones, you know, the forklifter from Essex. He, quali- <laughs> he qualified online and, you know, he, he created his dream by winning Poker Million. So it, it's, it's a tournament for everyone. Yeah, I mean, that's what we right. want to try. That's what I think. That's what we want to try and do next year. You know, get let's get the big names in and let's get some of the public that chance of winning that million dollars. Sounds great. Listen, Beige, we're going to listen to some of these interviews you did, the exit interviews. Thanks very much. And uh, no worries, Jesse. All right, we'll talk to you soon. Yep, yeah, nice one. All right, See you later, buddy. Cheers. All right. Patrick was actually the first guy out, and he, he got knocked out in kind of a funny hand. Patrick obviously was playing very good as well, and Patrick was doing something. And, you know, a lot of people think this is the wrong thing to do, is that you don't have enough big blinds to take off flops. You know, in all these situations, you pretty much have to be the aggressor. You have to raise or re-raise or pass, that sort of thing. But Patrick – and. I, I kind of feel okay with the with, with his because he's so good, and he thought, listen, I'm such a great post flop player. 
I'm going to beat these guys by making the tough decisions. So there's about four or five times when he either just flat called. One time he, he slow played Kings, flat called with them, but with other kinds of hands. Flat called before the flop, looked to take flops off. And twice he did it from the small blind to a, to an early raise. And the hand that got him knocked out, uh, he chose to just, you know, f- call with the ace nine instead of re-raising. But James Board in from the big blind with the eight ten. Flop comes six, seven, nine, and pretty much that's all she wrote with Patrick, with both of them only having about 25 or 30 big blinds. So, and, you know, Antonius is a guy, uh, you don't always, you don't always know what you're going to get with Antonius. I mean, when he came in with for the Heat, he, he had been up all night playing high-stakes cash games online. Uh, looked like he wanted to get out of there. Pretty much tried to get himself knocked out, it looked like, for the for the first level or two. And then got a big stack and then went for the win. Here, he actually really showed up looking like he thought he could win, and, you know, a million dollars at stake, even for Patrick. It's, you know, perks your ears up. So he uh, he really showed up, and I think he was genuinely disappointed at getting knocked out. Anyway, here's what he had to say to Beijing. So I'm with Patrick Antonius, unfortunately first out of the Poker Million 9 final. Patrick, unlucky? I mean, nothing you can do about that last time, can you? Yeah, not, not unlucky, but, you know, as a... Uh... I would say yeah, it's a normal hand yeah, happened, and uh, and unfortunately I didn't have any outs on a flop. Fair enough. Um, what's next for Patrick then? What are you going to be doing? I know your birthday's coming up soon, so a few yes, uh, celebrations. Well, uh, I'll fly to Mexico tomorrow, Very and nice. my family is going to come there to see me, and it's time for a little break. And uh, next thing is going to be Australia for Australia, me. Australia, yeah. And uh, then I'm just going to go to Monaco for maybe four months and. And uh, we'll see if I play anything. Seth Weber was next out. And I have to say, in some ways, you know, aside from from Gus Hansen, who just played fantastic, Seth really impressed me so much because you'd think, now, I mean, I don't know why you'd think this, but the nerves didn't get to him in the heat. Obviously, the nerves didn't get to him in the the runners-up heat. But I thought this live final, really when the million dollars was on the line, that it was going to get to him. And, And it didn't. Um, more than anybody else, uh, Seth opened up more pots. He re-raised more pots. At one stage, he, he re-raised Howard with the seven deuce three bet him. Uh, I wasn't really in love in love with it myself. Neil loved it. Neil liked it. But anyway, just show what he was doing. He did not give up. And I think he, he ended up losing a race, uh, you know, got a little bit of bad luck, and then well, all over. That's how it goes. But Seth Weber is a guy, and really interestingly, he talks about this later, um, in his heat when he was with James Board, and Roland Wolf was there as well, they struck up this uh, prop bet where James pretty much said to Roland, look, I'm going to put this guy, Seth Weber, in, in 10 tournaments, uh, big buying tournaments this year that you're in, and I'll bet you... I think it's 100K that he does better overall than you do. So maybe maybe something good if this actually happens for Seth. And uh, I think he's pretty excited about it. The guy is very talented anyway. And uh, this could be or should be a name that we'll be seeing in the future. I'm with Seth Weber. I've just been knocked out of the Pokemillion final. The $20 kid. Yeah, great run. <laughs> Yeah, it's been a, a great experience. Um, just to, just to play in this in the Poker Millions this year was amazing, and to get this far to the final, make some some cash as well. Good stuff. Good stuff. stuff. So what's next for Seth? 
Uh, good question. Um, James Ward uh, wants wants me to play ten tournaments against uh, Popper against Roland DeWolf oh, and uh, see who's going to make the most money. So next year's going to be a big year for me, I think. What tournaments will they be? Just uh, he he says tournaments around the world. So I'm All thinking right. they're going to be pretty pretty big. So um, you've got a free trip around the world then. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> kind of excellent. Okay, then. unlucky mate, but well played. Thanks, thanks, man. Gary Perna took out next and. I just it just didn't happen for Gary. There, there, there's there's no question about it. There was a couple of things he could have done different. Uh, very marginal spots. You know, he had those two nines uh, in the hand against Howard and and uh, James Board. He folded an ace queen to a raise at one stage, or it was a raise and a re-raise, I think. Um, you know, and basically he got himself to a spot where he ended up shoving all in with uh, with the king queen. Got called by the king ten, and bam, boom, he's out. So. I think, you know, he was a little nervous, but he played his game and put himself in there with a shot. If he had won the race, you know, then he's then he's well in it. Um, but anyway, good night out for Gary. And uh, there was a bunch of guys on this Internet forum, the Hendon Mob forum, I think, who had a piece of Gary. They'll kind of swap. And one of them was, was posting on the forum, you know, there's my 50 grand uh, down the drain. But what a free roll to have, you know, when you're watching TV. And you've got fifty grand. Uh, if, if if one out of six players left wins the poker million, ah, not to be. I'm with Gary, who's just been knocked out of the poker million final. So, Gary, how was the experience? Oh, it was great. I've I've had a great evening, to be honest. Uh, a bit disappointed at the moment because obviously I've just gone out, but uh, you know, um, I, I, I got the chips in a good spot. And uh, as, as I just said, you know, if, if that holds up, I'm up to four hundred thousand, and I've still got a great shot at it. You know. Yeah, what was it like playing with those guys out there? It was all right. I mean, I, I could sense I was. I'd probably come across more nervous than I actually felt to start with. And but um, after ten, fifteen minutes, I was pretty settled and, and uh, I didn't feel too bad. And I sort of just got on with it, just like another game, really. Although it is pretty weird when you're, you're making a decision and Gus Hansen staring you down. <laughs> so you play professional online. So what's next? Um, well, I'll just keep keep doing that, and obviously um, try and qualify for events like this more and more. And uh, but obviously, you know, it's such a huge event; it's not that's not easy. But having had a taste of it, you sort of want to come back in there. Definitely. Yeah. All right, then, Gary. Thanks very much. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Barney's exit really, really hurt me. It really crushed me. I, I think I took it kind of personally. I didn't have any money on it. Um, I don't. But. Um, you know, Barney, he was doing well, and you could see he was ready, getting ready. He was playing kind of tight, but getting ready to make a move when he had to. Picked up enough hands so he didn't have to. Uh, and then, you know, uh, basically, Tony Bloom got short stacked, ended up going all in uh, under the gun, ace three. Barney finds the two tens, calls for about three quarters of his stack, and bam, ace on the flop, and... You know, over Rover. Uh, you know, Barney hung around for a while with the short stack and it didn't go anywhere. And it was just so gutting because I think that's how Barney got knocked out of the Poker Million last year. I remember another one where he had the jacks against the ace three or something. You could almost see it on his face. He did not expect to win that race against Tony Bloom. But listen, have you ever, you know, the Old Man in the Sea, the Ernest Hemingway book? One of my, one of my. That's not one of my favorite books. Ernest Hemingway is one of my favorite writers. I have to say that is not one of my favorite Hemingway books, but it's it's good. It is a good book. And uh, basically, when you study it in school, there's all these sort of Jesus allegories with with the old man. You know, he his uh, his hands, uh, you know, from holding the rope, he takes nails in them, and and uh, he carries the fish on his back 
like a crop. But to, it's got the cross to bear. And I always make the analogy with, with Barney Boatman. And it's not a religious thing. That he is like uh, has a cross to bear in poker. The poker gods have made him the guy who is going to play all these tournaments and defy. There has to be a guy out there somewhere. You know, for every guy who runs hot and wins a bunch of tournaments, you know, maybe he is or is not supposed to, there's another guy. There has to be. It has to even things out who is going to go through his whole career and run so far under under EV that it's uh, it's it's unfair. And that's Barney. He, he holds it very well. Listen, Barney knows he got a lot from this game, obviously, starting up the Hended Mob and sponsorship deals and everything of have, uh, have 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 treated him well overall, but you know, you know, there's there's something else there. There's why you take up the game, you know, to win those big titles. And another year for Barney, it'll happen. You know, listen, it happened to Goran Ivanovic, right? Maybe Barney's going to win that Poker Million Fifteen, <laughs> where he has to get the wild card entry. That's what's going to be. Barney Boatman, the next man, unfortunately out. Unlucky Barney wasn't to be this year, mate. No, no, it wasn't. I mean. Obviously, as is often the case, it was all down to one big hand, really. A ten, my tens against Tony's ace three. That stands up. I fancy I'm probably going heads up with Gus, although who knows? I mean, yeah. Uh, Which you I, fancy now? Well, Gus, Gus obviously. You know, I mean, he's he's got chips. He's playing well. He's making a lot of good decisions that aren't easy decisions, you know. And uh, I kind of kept the game simple for myself. Really, I didn't get, didn't put myself in in those positions either to have tough decisions. Or really to uh, you know to get out of line, you know I know I've got a bit of a reputation for free betting with nothing, and, and uh, today I never really had to. I've got enough good hands at the right times to just keep me in the game, and that I felt you know I, I had kind of around about four hundred um, before I lost that pot to Tony, and uh, you know I felt that I had every chance. Well, I did. I mean, uh, but it's one hand. That's what it? happens. But now a bit of a break before Christmas. Um, well, actually, I'm nipping over to. Uh, to Spain in a couple of days. I've been invited to play in the, the Full Tilt Masters. Oh, uh, uh, it's in Europe de Mar. Nice. Uh, so I'm going to play in that and, and then a break for a while, yeah. yeah. Aussie Millions? I'm not sure. No. If I won this today, I was definitely going to Australia. Yeah. I think I've got a holiday coming up in in, in Costa Rica in February. Very so, nice. yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Thank you, yeah. Excellent. <laughs> you all know how hard us poker players work. <laughs> Cheers, bud. Cheers, sir. I had this inkling that James Board was going to do really well at the Poker Million, and I, I, I was right. It was just something about – well, first of all, he's been running very hot. And, you know, he's a guy who uh, doesn't play that much tournament poker. He is now, but was a cash game player in Vegas and a sports better before that and that sort of thing. Young guy, but you know, definitely very confident as far as math and gambling goes. You know, when he's gone on this, this run, I watch him in the Poker Million, of course, in his heat. And I watch him at the World Series of Poker Europe final table, two tables out as well, uh, which was live streaming. Uh, he won that. And he was a guy. I could just you – know, I get this feeling that he's a guy. Um, technically, he's not – you know, he's no, he's no Gus Hansen. Uh, I think he'd say that. You know, there's, you know, some great poker players out there. But James Board is a guy who knows how to keep it simple, especially in this format. And I think he had one of the best strategies, which was, you know, to not be looking at too many flops, to keep things simple, uh, to do some re-raising and be aggressive. And that's what he did. Built up a big stack at one stage, you know, with the three bets and a couple of well-timed things. He was actually the massive chip leader, odds-on favorite to win the Poker Million. His undoing was, I think, 
two or three hands with Gus Hansen. Gus sitting on his left. Um, and it's just a chance to talk about Gus for a second. Gus played James Board like he could see his cards. And we asked Gus afterwards, and you'll hear this, um, if he had a read on James. And he kind of shook it off and said, no, I think he did. Because there was a sequence of hands where Gus just it just played him so perfectly that, uh, you know, that was that was it. That was a difference for James Board. Anyway, he ended up he ended up getting knocked out. Tony Boom at the end. Uh, I have to say, I've never seen this before. James Board got tired. They were playing four or five hours, but with a million dollars on the line, I swear he could not stay awake. He actually was dozing off at the table. How 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 cool is that? In a sense, I mean that you could be playing for a million, three handed, and not actually be able to stay awake. James. With James Board, just finished third Poker Million final. You've had a great year, mate. So uh, how do you, you feel? Um, surprisingly, all right. I don't think I did much wrong. Didn't play great, but uh, it's just another day. You know, I'll get the, next year's another year, and I'm sure there'll be plenty more. Tell me about this um, challenge that you've got with Seth Webber next year. Oh, against Roland. Yeah. Uh, me and Roland got a challenge, 100k. Um, Seth Webber, 20 tournaments versus Roland's 20 tournaments. Who catches more? Yeah, I said Seth will probably do the job. Any tournament in the world? Uh, as long as they've picked the same roster, yeah, any tournament, I'm happy. Excellent, good stuff, mate. Well, we'll have to see you soon. I'm fairly confident uh, Seth would do all right against Roland. It'll be beautiful to stick it to Roland. <laughs> he wants to get stick it. He wants to get one over on me on this one, so it'll be fun. Well, let's see. Yeah. Let's hope we'll follow next year then, definitely. Thanks, Peach. Okay, well done, mate. Cheers, mate. Yo, Phil Helmuth, 11-time world champion of poker, bragging again. You're here listening to The Poker Show with Jesse May. Hey guys, it's Kara Scott here. Enter your email address at thepokershowlive.com and get the show delivered twice a week. Gus Hansen, the great Dane, the winner, and I think for everybody, the, the, the deserving winner. Such a nice guy and so much fun to watch on the table. Uh, this final table, I guess there was, you know, there's two or three hands you can talk about. Uh, most of it was great calls uh, that he made. The last call, the last hand. Now, and it was he was heads up against uh, Tony Bloom, and uh, you know they had a, quite a lot of chips. Now the thing had gotten a little short stacked, but then you know fifth, sixth, fifth, and fourth, the players went out quite quickly, so they get heads up. And now there's two point four million chips in play. Blinds are only, you say only, but yeah, they're only fifteen and thirty thousand. So and they were basically dead even in chips. I think Gus had you know a slight advantage, maybe one point three to one point one or something. So with both players 40 big blinds deep, actually, you'd have to say, okay, this, this, there's a little bit of play here. There, there is. Uh, the very first hand of the heads up, Tony raises from the button like a min raise uh, with the king six. Gus re-raises from the big blind. He's got two queens. And Tony thinks for a minute and then, and then, then passes. Uh, the second hand, Gus raises uh, about a min raise from the button with uh, a little over a min raise from the button with the ace eight of clubs. So ace eight of diamonds, pardon me. And Tony, who's got the ace six suited, ace six of clubs, re raises all in. A massive overbet. Uh, now, you know, Tony obviously thinking he doesn't want to have to make a, a three bet and then, you know, fold to a four bet or whatever. But anyway, Gus sat there thinking about it. Now, here's the, here's the situation um, there is some play here. And I think Gus 
genuinely believes that you know by playing small ball uh, he's going to be able to out have a you know, significant not a significant but a sizable enough advantage over Tony Bloom uh, if they keep playing. So you're not looking to take on a race here. Um, and if you call and lose, it's a million-dollar flip, you know, a million-dollar race. And Gus sat there, and it's really funny because the way Gus – and I've seen a couple of these on the Poker and Bleed and elsewhere. The way he talks to himself when he's considering a call, and he usually talks himself through it and makes up his mind and this and that and slowly. He did that for a while. And then out of nowhere, it was almost like his face got a little white, and he said, call, very quickly. And you got the feeling that he had he had this inkling, whatever it was. I don't know if it was his first instinct uh, or whatever, but whatever it was, he didn't want to give himself the chance to change his mind. He wasn't sure if he liked it or not. Because look, you know, you call there uh, with your ace eight. Now, there's a lot of hands you're flipping with. A couple hands, I guess, you're dominating. And if Tony's got the ace nine or the ace ten, you are screwed. But uh, anyway, it was brilliant. A lot of other stuff Gus did. Anyway, I got a chance. He was so nice to give an interview. He was a really good form. Here's Gus Hansen after winning the Poker Million. You were you were beyond perfect. I mean, you you played every hand perfect. Did you feel like that? Can I get a quick quote from my uh, radio show? I mean, it seemed like against James Board, you just made every decision. Did you have a read on him? That's what it felt like. Uh, I I wish I could honestly say, but I mean, uh, at first I wasn't sure. I haven't played with James Board before. Obviously, he has some good results, uh, especially the last year. I figured he was very aggressive, but I actually felt like a, a somewhat of a solid. Vibe from his him as well. So I got away from an A six there, pre flop, and I mean, just incredible stuff. Yeah, I, I just felt like I mean, I felt he was ready to go uh, on that hand, and I didn't really want to put in at four hundred thousand with an A six. I had thirty thousand in there. Wait for the next hand. I'm in a good uh, spot, and I just didn't feel that was the time to go. And and obviously uh, a little bit of luck, but uh, I think I, I made some good decisions when I decided to go with the ace jack and the ace eight, etc. But so, you, you're really good at making like slow decisions where you take your time and stuff. That last hand, it actually seemed like you made up your mind. At some point, something happened where it clicked and you wanted to say call before you changed it or something like that. Did that happen? Uh, it was kind of like, I was kind of like, say call and then I, well, it is a lot of money. Call, ah, uh, no. And, and then in the end, I just figured against his range of hands, he had been playing very aggressive. I felt that I was... Uh, but you know you're against a small pair there quite often, right? I mean, were you prepared to take that flip? Uh, a, a small pair, I wouldn't... I mean, I was really... The hands I was afraid of was like the ace-ten suited. Yeah. That was really... I wasn't afraid of the queens or the kings or even the ace-king, really. I was afraid of the ace-ten suited. That was... But if I put ace-ten suited in the range, I really should put the ace-six suited as well. And I just felt like uh, it was good enough to go. I felt like he was going to... He was going to make those big pushes, and and still, I mean, we were about even in chips. I had a small lead, 13 to 11 lead, but if he just chops me up 100 a time, I mean, I can wait like easily wait like 10 hands before I get a better hand than Ace Eight, and suddenly I'm he's grinding me down, and I I didn't want that to happen, and I felt on top of that that it was good enough to go, and obviously very happy to see the Ace Eight. I know, I mean, you're comfortable playing these stakes, but that was a pretty big. Still, that's a pretty big call, I mean, even in the life of. 
of guts, right? That is a big call. I mean, basically, also, I mean, the special thing about this is that it's winner takes all. I, I mean, I really like this format because, especially in poker, you do start, everybody has the same amount of chips, but at the end, one guy has all the chips. And so, in that sense, I think it fits the winner takes all format really well. But obviously, it makes the decisions at the end bigger. And normally, in a tournament like this, there would be maybe 700 for first or 300 for second. Now it's a $400,000 swing. Here it's just a cool cash million. So that was a big decision. I felt it was the right one and obviously with him turning over that hand it was the right one. We saw every hand obviously. Was there any hand you just walked out saying what did he have? Was there anything you were uncertain about? Uh, well, I mean uh, off the get-go I re-raised Patrick and took down the pot and I felt like um, like seed one. Uh, Seth Weber. Seth Weber. Yeah. Uh, I felt like he, he kind of came to play and I know a lot of internet players love to raise an early position kind of because to give everybody the impression they have the big hand yeah and you just got it wrong the one time but you were right on you were right on that yeah uh, so I mean I felt I felt like uh, you know what this is a good spot to try and pick it up and try and maybe control the table a little bit he re-raised and obviously I'm not going to fight with the ace five that yeah. early in the stage so so that was the hand I really but apart from that it seemed like I uh, did alright on my reads yeah. listen congratulations guys it was great to watch thanks, thanks very so. much and here's how cool these guys are everybody else had left Gus was hanging around Tony was hanging around Tony had basically just lost a race for a million dollars and he was loving it he was absolutely wanted to talk about the hands him and Gus were there in the in the uh in the hallway with the makeup ladies and Channing was there and um you know Marty Mad Marty and a couple other people the sky people and these guys were just chatting away about the hands and it was brilliant um it was really brilliant Tony is Tony played very well um you know, a couple people would take him to task for, you know, a couple of the things he did with 16 and 17 big blinds and this and that. But at the end of the day, Tony showed up like he always does and nearly closed the deal for the Poker Million. So, you know, that's three final table now. Uh, you got to expect he's going to be back for a fourth. Uh, and so this is just, you just got to listen to this. It's just kind of raw at the end. Uh, Tony Bloom talking about the hands and Gus chiming in about uh, what was happening during the, those last few hands of the poker million. Now I have a nine, now I have like a whole bunch of 
of the world to be your two deuces. I've got my coat. No, but I, I, the, way, the reason for that is it gives him a lot of options. Yeah, I know. And if it checks, it's not then it's going to go check. Well, he's going to check the rumor anyway. And you're going to make us more value and you might get one more. At least he gives you a chance. He may have got a I want to make him do it. He may try and get front of his car on something. I mean, I think you should never underestimate the the fact that sometimes, I mean, yeah, the mid rage, you mm. just get annoyed. Yeah, and, and, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, so. I mean, no, I definitely didn't. Hand. I didn't. It was a good hand. It was a good hand. Yeah. Well, I didn't, I didn't either call that on. Is that all you've got, Tony? Yeah. But I just think. You got one. That's too bad. Hold on. Hold on. Pleasure. Have a great year. Hold on. Happy New Year to you all. And a Merry Christmas. Hello, I'm Black Belt Poker's Neil Channing, and you're listening to The Poker Show with Jesse May. Marvelous. Hi, this is Jennifer Haley. Please enter your email address at www.thepokershowlive.com and get the show delivered twice a week. That's all we have time for. Uh, if you haven't seen the Poker Million final, it's well worth watching, I think. Uh, you can, you know, I'm sure, I guess you can find it on PokerTube or something like that. It should be around those things. Anyway, my thanks. Congratulations again to Gus Hansen. My thanks to all our guests. And next time, we're looking at getting some. Some uh, big guests in, or a couple of things we're considering uh, for our end of the year show, high stakes poker and that sort of thing. So, see you next time. 